0: we yeah.
2: Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome back to season two, episode eight of the surge cast presented by Primo X hockey level up snacks and in the clutch apparel empowered by belly up sports. I'm your host, Bailey Curtis, and you will notice that my co-host, the one who started it all, Zach Martin is not here this week. He is moving and gave me reins of the podcast this week. So we are hosting girls night here on the surge cast you will notice I have three lovely guests here with me today, uh, two of which you will probably recognize because they have been on the pod before, starting off with Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing?
3: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. It's a little bit nerve wracking kind of being <laughs> a host, so we're going to power through it. But um, yeah, <laughs> <to do> it. <laughs> Oh, I know it's. Something. Yeah, it's definitely new. Um, Next up, we've got Kat Hunter, uh, TikTok extraordinaire for the Canes. How are you? I'm doing well, and I think this is going to be fun. We talk over
4: Zach anyway, so I think we've got this. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, totally. Who needs him, right? Yeah, he just feels happy <laughs> <up> for <before anyway. laughs> No, we love you, Zach. Um, and then to introduce our newest guest, uh, first timer here on the podcast and first podcast ever, we have Juliana Jules Moore. Jules, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How does this
5: feel being on your first podcast? It's a little nerve-wracking, but... Um... I'm here. I'm I'm excited yes. and ready to talk about what we have to talk about today.
2: And we have a lot planned. So, like I was kind of telling everybody before when we were kind of trying to set up like topics and stuff like that, there was nothing new to like nothing new dropping. There was nothing topic-wise for us to talk about up until like a few days ago when it was just like boom 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 content. And Honestly, it's a lot. So we can go ahead and kind of start getting right into it. And the first is actually somewhat Canes related, but it's more gearing towards our uh, AHL team, uh, Chicago Wolves, which I'm so glad we have Sam here on the podcast today. Um, Brock Shahan has just been named the new head coach to replace uh, Ryan Worsofsky as the head coach for the Wolves. Sam, what do we know about him?
3: Um so just first off congratulations to Ryan for getting that assistant head coach. Absolutely. In uh, San Jose, please let them be a better team. <laughs> <laughs> you you have Oscar Lindblom, please be a better team. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, Brock Shehan came from Chicago Steel of the United States Hockey League and um he has had the last like two plus years as head coach there and he led the the steel to a championship of the league in the 2021 season. Okay. Um so but prior to that he spent four seasons as assistant head coach and associate head coach at the College of the Holy Cross and one year as assistant coach at his alma mater which is Notre Dame. Okay. And then he played four years at Notre Dame from 2004 to 2008, and he was alternate captain in his senior year. And um, he helped Notre Dame reach the national championship game that year. And he went on to a five-year pro career, mostly in the ECHL, which is basically a level below the AHL. And he played one game in the AHL with the Houston Arrows in the 2009-2010 season.
2: (laughs) Okay. So Um, he from what we know, he's a pretty he's pretty seasoned with the game of hockey then. So Yeah.
3: And I I think with him being in the United States Hockey League and just having that experience and leading these guys, he can definitely develop players. And I think that's super important, especially with being in a development league like the AHL. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. OK, yeah, because that that was the one thing that I or the one big thing and question that I've kind of had to is we had uh, Andrew Rinaldi on the podcast a while ago. And something that we talked about really heavily on that podcast was how similar Warsawski's and uh, Brenda Moore's coaching styles were and how they complemented each other really well for guys breaking that NHL roster and coming into that in the bigger league. Um do we or what is his do you know a lot about his coaching style or how do you think that's going to kind of present coming know, onto the
3: stage I don't know much about his coaching style I know um Wendell Young who is the Wolves general manager He basically said, we were looking for a good communicator who knows how to win. And having won a championship as a head coach is quite an accomplishment. And he knows how to communicate with both players and the staff. And he brings all those credentials to the table. Um, I know know that in the AHL, the AHL head coach and then obviously the NHL head coach kind of, they kind of communicate with each other to see like, hey, do you want me to do this with these guys? Like, how do you want me to try and develop these guys do you want me to use your system do you want me to use my own system and i think it's better to have that communication than when these guys get sent up they get shocked and it's like oh, right like i just did one style of play and now i'm in the nhl and it's a different style of play right um you know and some nhl head coaches don't don't care or look, yeah. you know, whatever you want <laughs> it's kind
4: of it's big shoes to fill because i feel like that's a good deal of success for last season is we had to call up some wolves and they mm-hmm. fit in seamlessly yeah and everyone was like they're ready to be on the team and i feel like other teams when they had covet issues and they had to pull up guys it was like oh that really hurt their team but we were like we're fine if we pull them up it's then, so different so i feel they- like the new coach it's a big that that's in. Big shoes. Not only winning, obviously, that championship, but like how seamlessly they work together.
6: And
3: I think with having an NHL head coach like Rod Brindamore, Rod will give chances to to these guys that are brought up. Like mm-hmm. you, like you automatically saw he pulled Piotr in, he he That's pulled it. Drury in, he pulled Chatfield in. Like yeah, some coaches aren't like that, and they're very hesitant to give these guys. Chances, but it's like, how else are they going to get the experience to come up? Mm-hmm. Really? Especially,
6: after,
4: yeah, especially after the success with Jarvis. Like, you get yeah. you pull, him oh, off. yeah, oh, well, yeah. I can't even, again, still can't believe we had the discussion of is this guy gonna be on the team? I know, <laughs> and now we're like, oh, of course, he's gonna be on the team. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that next discussion is probably gonna be with Jury. it's gonna be like, an or. Chatfield like be like are they going to be on the team and it's like well of course they should be on the team but we have so many guys now it's
2: and the thing is before um Pacioretty and Coglin kind of came into picture in the picture too uh Chapfield was basically a shoe in in mm-hmm. almost every single scenario that I had seen too so we know and this is something we say and talk about all the time too, these guys are ready to see an NHL roster. It's just a matter of where exactly are they going to see that. And you saw a lot of that this past off season where guys are signing off to different teams and where they might have like that better NHL chance.
4: Which with Bear and um, Gardner that are still a little bit of question marks, Mm -hmm. like Chapel might still like even having Coglin, that wasn't like, oh, that means Chapel's not in. It just means yeah. we do have someone there and someone that's a pretty solid person in case we don't get this figured out. But, I mean, you know, our GM is, I don't know what he does. It's miracles. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's out, but it
4: always works out. So. And to
2: think we always used to doubt him.
4: He still makes me
5: nervous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> i was going to say go. in regards to, to yeah. the AHL guys trying to fit into the lineup too, it gives them a competition level of, mm-hmm. hey, I want to be here. The coach is giving me a chance. Like, I need to make this moment worth it.
2: Oh, absolutely. And Drury was a big one that stood out to me when he was brought up. And, yeah, they, like, he took that 15-minute elevator conversation equivalent to the NHL and totally – scored they, like, every game. game. He right. Went. He used it to his advantage. And right. that's exactly what these guys are looking to do when they get brought up.
5: Yeah, I'll so It'll be interesting to see how his coaching style aligns with Brendan Moore's, as well as getting these guys ready to have that moment of, hey, this is your time, like,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
5: use it wisely.
2: Right.
4: Yeah. And because we have such a young core, like, they're going to be comfortable coming in mm-hmm. with, like, just very and. And Jarvis, like they're going to have that comfort of there are guys my age, there are guys here that are going to be learning, but they also mm-hmm. have that experience. So it's a competition while also not feeling like you're the young kid outsider. Which is, and oh, then right. you also have their experience, but then you also have the older experience of not just stall now, but we've burns. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have been around a couple of ranks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just a
2: few. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, um, it's it's super exciting.
3: But uh, Bailey, Kat, and Jules, what have we learned from, from not doubting the GM? <laughs> oh, well, I,
2: I, like Kat said earlier, he still, he still makes me nervous beyond all belief. So I, I will trust in him because this offseason, he has not done anything to piss me off. Even with the new deal, he just get like, it's great,
4: but I don't, I don't know where we have that money. Because
3: technically, yeah. we don't, don't. Like as okay. we do, but we don't. Yeah. is over the, My co host for Mike Kane's podcast made a valid point. You're two and a half million over the cap now.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's too, because technically, uh, Patches is still, it, like, he's not on LTIR yet. So we no, don't get so, that cap relief.
3: So I think what Carolina is doing, similar to Philadelphia, because Philadelphia has Ryan Ellis and Ryan Ellis is pegged to not start the season.
2: Right.
3: His condition is degenerative and he, I feel like he's not ever going to play again, but I could be wrong. Right. Um, I didn't think Gardner was going to play again. So you never know,
4: but
6: it's yeah,
4: unfortunate.
3: Yeah. Um, I technically don't think at this point they can LTIR somebody without losing money. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it would put Philly under the cap by like almost, I think, $6 million.
2: Yeah.
3: To LTIR Ryan Ellis. It would put you guys under the cap to LTIR patches. Mm -hmm. So, like, but there's certain circumstances. And I I just think teams are doing it smart to wait to the first day of the season and be like, okay, this guy's on LTIR. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because
2: they have till then to basically play around with their cap space because right now and i mean we're guaranteed patches is gonna be ltir like there's right right it's just a matter he's not there yet so
4: yeah Yeah. so i yeah no it's i know they understand it again it just scares me because i feel like sometimes it sounds like we're playing with monopoly money and i don't
6: know how it works (laughs) so i'm
4: just we are like okay it's like playing with fake money but you know like later we have to use it for real so that's the only thing that there's but besides that i mean like yeah i trust him he hasn't really made any big like crazy i mean some people think kk is like our one mistake they think that so far i know yes, okay it, but that's <laughs> I think that's the only trade deal thing that everyone has been like. I don't know about this, mm-hmm. um, just because of the price point. Um, right. But besides that, he hasn't really done anything to make us worried. Um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, when you don't know how someone does their job and the ins and outs and background, it just makes you nervous because you're like, oh, I yeah. want to know.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, at
3: least, at least we're not Islanders fans.
2: That's a this good point. True. This is true. <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't
3: know. Would you
4: rather be... Okay, here's the hard question. Would you rather be an Islanders fan <laughs> or a Yokes fan? Where you're... What do they just call their new place? Bullet Arena. Arena.
5: Bullet <laughs> Arena.
3: <laughs> it fits in perfectly with that crowd, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but,
4: like, which one would you rather be? I don't know. And, like, earlier in the in the trade and everything, like, I'm sure Calgary was... Really scared as well. So like sometimes things just come out of nowhere. But Calgary
3: yeah. won. Calgary yeah.
4: for a while it didn't look like they did. No, like their fans were like ready to hit the ceiling. They were like, "What is happening?" So I don't know. I don't. I don't think every GM is a miracle worker. I do think the Islanders. I, I think maybe they just gave up. I don't know. But did you
3: see my facial expressions? Not every GM is a miracle worker of all people I
4: know. <laughs> but, he's, but he's still not as bad as the Islanders so like you know yeah. it's, it could always be worse like you know the grass is always greener the grass could always be more dead
5: you know right yeah. I mean I've, I've questioned some of Don's choices but honestly they've all worked out so far and he's honestly fleeced some people before so yeah. I'm here for it even if they don't go with my G-E-A. personal choices. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Even if they don't go with their personal
4: choices of who to keep, you know? But that's, yeah, that's
5: yeah. Know, fine. He didn't um, ask me for my opinion, so. <laughs> I wish he did, and I'm sure
4: everyone on Twitter wishes he did. But, you know, no, and that, and that's, I always, I did, that's not to.
3: That's what I always say to people is,
1: like,
3: We can whine and complain and, and cry about it all we want, but we're not the person in that seat making those decisions. So yeah. whine, whine, cry, and complain all you want, half the time the GMs have burner accounts. They see this, but they're not taking it into consideration because guess what? It's not your job. Nope. It's their job. No. As There's
2: much a- as we wish it was. As much as we
4: wish
5: we were all keyboard GMs.
6: <laughs> I
5: mean, I kind of do, but kind of don't, because I feel like the pressure that they have sometimes, like, I would pass out. Again, Monopoly money. Like, how does it work? Yeah. I have to, I
4: figure out my own credit cards and that stresses me out. I can't I, imagine having that much money to just be like, yeah, sure, I'll spend
2: it. <laughs> you know, and it makes you think about it too, because uh, who are the other guys? We've started it. Like there have been rumors going around that we've bid on like super high price guys. Like there's rumors coming out we're looking. We've been in trade talks with Patrick Kane. We're talking about Sonny Milano. Um, Paul Stastny was a big one before you know, all that happened. We'll get into that here in a little bit, but it it just makes you think like it's exactly monopoly money. Like where exactly is, where do we have the ability to be able to even consider these big signings?
3: Well, yeah. And, and, and like, I know people see like these AHL signings come out, but you got to look, is it an NHL contract? Or is it strictly an AHL contract? Because if it's an AHL contract, it's strictly coming from the AHL club.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: not coming from the NHL. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Drury and Chatfield, if they're they're two-way contracts, they're coming straight from Carolina's cap hit. Mm-hmm. They're not coming yeah. from – if it's an AHL contract, it's, so, like, if they were to – say they were to re-sign Podoroski and it was just an AHL contract. Seattle, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, if they were to ever re-sign him and it was an AHL contract, that money would strictly come from the Wolves. That mm-hmm. would not come from Carolina.
2: Okay.
4: Interesting. Yeah. And it's – I. the thing is, too, I feel like this offseason, especially because we've done so well getting into the playoffs, is there have been a lot of big names that we've been thrown around with mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people really do – would think about playing with us. I mm-hmm. think more has built such an atmosphere, and we have such a good team energy, team like chemistry, and everything that so many people probably do want to play with us.
2: No, and it's something I know you and I think, think, and I have talked I think that's on, the on. only
4: thing that holds back people is yeah, money. And-
2: I know that's one big thing you and I have talked about on the podcast before when you've been on uh, before is that in, in that energy and that environment is obviously getting around the league. And it's something that definitely draws a lot of people. Like, I mean, we look at Brent Burns. Brent Burns didn't have Carolina on his, his destination list, but look at what happened. And he's
5: already- um, something <laughs> that doesn't draw people is a, apparently the outdoor game because every single person. Every single person. <laughs> we're having an outdoor game
6: yeah
2: you know why because it was delayed for a year and mm-hmm. stupidly we've like, only been looking forward to it for like five million years everyone so. in carolina is like yeah we
4: have an outdoor game we have been counting down the days to this outdoor game Everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, but, oh, really? but, and i'm like
3: do you do you pay attention to the news <laughs> but here's the thing um in in carolina it could be 95 degrees or it could be 20 degrees in february yep.
4: So, There's like, no how are, way. Of
2: knowing,
3: I'm going to keep the ice, ice
4: cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the ice's sake and for my sake. Because <laughs> one thing I love about hockey is I'm not sweating while watching it. <laughs> yes.
6: Yes. <laughs> um, well, then, true. Yes.
2: Well, then, granted, too, we're not covered in as much gear as the guys are actually playing. That's but... true. <laughs> <It's>
5: <laughs> like me, layer, but not that much. 10 <laughs> so, hours driving for Sorry. Speaking of chemistry, no, you're good. Speaking of chemistry, here's a question. Um, out of all of the former Hurricanes players, who would you bring back to play under Rod in, in this team environment that we have now?
2: Ooh. That's a good question. So
4: it's a good question because some of them I would want to bring back, but then I remember technically they did play under Rod because he was a coach. He just wasn't head coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, he head coach. No, no, coach. But, like I remember, I wonder if that would make a difference to them. You know, yeah, they still had his leadership, yeah. but not the same. But to be fair, I mean, he's a better head be coach.
5: Um, I have mine already. Um, he's already said it. Um, I would bring back Elias Lindholm. home. <laughs> 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 he was going to be brought um, up at least once today. <laughs> he had to be brought up at least once, okay? <laughs> um, but no, I would love to see how he would play under Rod as a head coach. Mm-hmm. But honestly, as much as I was devastated that he got traded, um, he was better off at least for a few seasons in Calgary with Goudreau and Monaghan and all of them. But yeah. um, I don't know if he would fit in with the group that we have today.
2: And see, that's why it's such an interesting question for me is like I, it, it's hard to imagine – Because I I started getting into hockey, like I've mentioned multiple times during the 2010, 2011 season. And so while I remember some of the guys from the roster, I wasn't really big on the whole chemistry aspect and what goes into a a coach being a good coach and players being successful because, you know, I'm getting into it where – I like the Dark Ages are coming, so no, no I don't really know good Canes that, hockey. No, 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 at this point.
4: I remember watching hockey then too, and I don't remember being as like so invested in the team. Like you watch, you would watch them in the like with their locker room videos of them coming through the hallway and their little things where they do their little handshakes or their little like yep. fun little like the, like
2: their little ritual yeah. things. Yeah,
4: I don't and like again like social media is involved. We probably didn't see all of that, but. Yeah. It also, like, I don't remember that being such a big thing then. And to mm-hmm. be I don't fair, think it was. To be fair, like, but with the coach and with the players that were there and kind of, like, how the seasons were going, I could see that it was just, like, you know, I'm here to play and survive. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're my teammate, yeah. but I don't know if we have this bond like we have now, especially because mm-hmm. the guys now are so young and they're coming up together. And yeah. they're um, like, they've played together. You have – even though there's a little bit of age difference with Aho and Turbo, like because they're from the same country, they're very much like it was you see them more as brothers, even though Turbo is kind of like it was a mentor for a while. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna so say
5: I, I feel like the chemistry aspect just recently happened
6: mm-hmm.
5: with Rod becoming head coach. And then even oh, yeah. like our captains. Um, I mean, I'm sure and I know Eric Stahl was a great captain, but you mm-hmm. now have Jordan. And you also have Jacob Slavin as your alternate. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like when those things started to fall into place that the whole chemistry of the team just completely changed.
2: Oh yeah. And when we
4: brought back Williams, honestly, I think Williams really helped. Because you had you had the kind of old energy and install, but like he's such a quiet leader, which is great. Mm-hmm. that's kind of why we have the balance of Slavin is also kind of a more quiet leader, but you have Walmart and Ajo brings the energy. Um, I think it was really good when we brought in Williams because he also was the, like, experienced player, but he had the energy of the younger players. And he was like, I want to show you why it's so fun to play. Like, I want to tell you why I'm coming back because you're going to miss it when you don't have it anymore. And I think he really helped set up the chemistry and we kind of, I mean, he, I attribute like the storm surges and stuff to him and I wish he would take them over and do a little bit more creativity with them still. But I i love that. Like, I feel like I attribute a lot to Williams and what he did with our team on those last couple of years.
5: Oh yeah. yeah. And that, that's kind of what Bailey said earlier, like that chemistry I feel like is part of what brings players like Burns and other people to the team because they just see how they are together and they just want to be a part of it. Because I know at one time being a lifelong Canes fan, nobody wanted to play here. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody wanted to get traded. Nobody waived their no trade contract to come here.
6: Yeah.
4: But then, yeah, now you have players like KK coming where he's leaving, sorry, Hams fans, but leaving a little bit of a toxic place to come to a place that's more fun. Right. (laughs) Right.
5: I mean, honestly, he wouldn't have signed that offer sheet if he didn't want to come here, is my personal opinion.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I wholeheartedly agree. But no, awesome. Well, before we start getting into more official, unofficial Kane's content, uh, we're going to go ahead and pause here for an ad break. Uh, Only time you're going to hear Zach's voice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pause, throw it over to him. Shout out our wonderful sponsors of the podcast. And we will be back here in a little bit.
7: Hey, everyone. We'll get back to the rest of the episode. I just want to take a quick minute to talk about our amazing sponsors of the podcast, Primo X Hockey, Level Up Snacks and In The Clutch Apparel. First sponsor we have to talk about, it has to be the original OG from the day one sponsor. And that is Primo X Hockey. If you're looking for anything from stick tape to stick protectors, outdoor pucks, Anything you can think of, they you name it, they have it from indoor to outdoor with amazing apparel as well. you got to check out the guys from Primal X Hockey. Really great group over there. Been to the warehouse. Really, really nice. Cannot speak highly enough of these guys. The great thing, too, is they're based in Raleigh. So if you're in the Raleigh area, look at the pickup from the actual warehouse. They can do that. If you're also looking to get your stuff shipped, they also do that as well for free shipping all across the United States. And the best part is, I got a discount code for you guys. So if you go to primoxhockey.com and use the code SEARCHCATS, and all caps, you get 20% off your order. Like I said, you cannot find a better group in terms of just having great hockey equipment and even apparel. We got hats. We got koozies. We got t-shirts, buddies, all that great stuff. So make sure to go to primalexhockey.com. Use the code SearchCast, so you get 20% off your order. And like I said, you can either do pickup at the warehouse or you can get it shipped. That is how amazing these guys are, and it's fast. So why not go check out Primax Hockey where you know you go your great hockey equipment and you can support the podcast and support them because shop local, support local. Next sponsor I want to talk about is Level Up Snacks. If you're looking to take your gaming to the next level, make sure to check those guys out because they have really great, amazing you know, drinks. They got watermelon, they got well, I, I'm a big watermelon guy, but I don't know. That green apple tasted really good. It gives you a lot of good focus. Zero calories. Why, why not enjoy some you know great hydration while you're playing those games to take your game to the next level with these guys at Level Up Snacks? And the, good, and the cool thing, too, is they got snacks coming soon, and they got fast delivery. So why not join the Level Up fam? Go to levelupsnacks.com, and if you use the code SEARCHCAST, that's right, another SEARCHCAST code, you get 10% off your order, just go to
6: levelupsnacks.com,
7: use the code searchcast to get 10% off your order with some really great quality drinks and snacks coming soon as well. The last sponsor I want to talk about is In The Clutch. If you go to InTheClutch.com, where they have amazing MLBPA, MLSPA, NCAA, and vintage sports designs on all 100% licensed products. Like I said, really great amazing stuff. They even got hockey on there too. So if you're looking for, you know, a Cincinnati Sting, or if you want to look for a Mighty Ducks, Cincinnati Mighty Ducks t-shirts, they even got the New England Wheelers t-shirt. Anything you think of for hockey, they got them over there plus amazing on the sports as well. And the cool thing too is, we even got some merch over there as well within the clutch. If you go to their hockey section, look at the screencast, we got a t-shirt and we got a hoodie. And another great thing too is. We well, got yeah, another
6: discount code in there as
7: well. If you use code search, you get 10% off your order within the clutch. Really great group over there. I cannot highly recommend that. They're amazing. Definitely check them out. to go to in the clutch.com and use the code search. to get 10% off your order. So big, massive props to Prime Wax Hockey, Level Up Snacks, and in the clutch.com for being able to help. The podcast. And like I said, if you guys use searchcast at part of my talkie.com, you get 20% off. Use searchcast at level of snacks for 10% off. And if you use surge at in the clutch.com, that's another 10% off. So why not help support the podcast by also helping out the sponsors as well? Now, without further ado, let's send it back to the rest of the episode.
2: And we are back. So to get into the next Thing to talk about. And I know Kat has been particularly excited to talk about this one. So we, there was, (laughs) no, so there has been, there have been particular rumors floating around for a little while about a particular jersey situation. Um, We all know and love our alternates, Um, the alternates are a fan favorite across the league. (laughs) Um, and it was just unofficially, officially announced that the alternates, the black alternates are going to become our brand new home jerseys, replacing the original red with the logo you'll see behind me on the YouTube or on the YouTube channel behind me. Um, and reds may be no more. Kat, what do we think about that? I, I personally am a huge fan.
4: Okay, my personal thing is, first of all, I love the reds, okay? The reds mm-hmm. were a thing for us, like, lifelong, okay? Personally, my first jersey was a red orange jersey. Like, yep, that was my thing. Yep. And I don't mind reds. I personally don't always think I look great in reds. That's a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my next jersey was the black for, obviously, my boy Slavin.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't understand. This is I don't want to rant because I've been ranting all the couple last couple of days. <laughs> when this black jersey came out, everyone was so excited because they were like, that jersey is fresh. It has such a good design. I mean, it has the two, as very everyone in North Carolina knows, the hurricane flags, the storm warning flags on a hot sorry, on a hockey stick. And then with yep. that. Like, if you can look between the two flags, it has the outline of North Carolina. Like, that mm-hmm. is beyond clever and very well done.
2: Oh, yeah. Great graphic design on their part.
4: Everyone loved these jerseys. Like, all around the league, everyone was like, this is one of the freshest
1: jerseys in the league. All right. Mm-hmm.
4: What's good for your heart? Nutritious, delicious, and blue all over. We call it a boost of blue. Blueberries are heart healthy and packed with flavor and nutrients like fiber and vitamin C that can give you a lift all day long. So call it whatever you like. Just remember to grab a boost of blue. I haven't heard anything bad about them. For the last couple of seasons, we've had them like, you know, they've been our like weekend jerseys. Friday, we wear black on Fridays. Yep. Those things. Mm-hmm. And everyone was, like, kind of, like, we get wins in them. And, like, we do that fun thing of, like, you get this many wins in the red and the black and the white. So everyone was, like, let's – we want to see more of the blacks. And, honestly, in the playoffs, we started to see more of the blacks. Mm -hmm. So now (laughs) we're saying, okay, well, they're going to be our main ones, which I haven't – i didn't hear that we were fully getting rid of the red and i don't think we ever will i think it'll be like a special jersey i don't think we would just have black and white because Mm -hmm. red is our main one of our main colors
2: right yeah
4: so i know they probably have something in the works with it Mm -hmm. but the amount of people that have been just so upset that we have changed from (laughs) red to the black that everyone has loved. And all of a sudden they're like, what even is this design? It looks mm-hmm. like a B. Um, rest in peace of the red. We've had it forever. And it's like, why are we just are we and like you said, we didn't have a lot of topics going into this podcast. Are people so ready for hockey that anything hockey related just causes a meltdown? Because I feel like that's what happened.
2: We're at that point in the off season though.
4: Rest in peace to the red jerseys. And they're like, this jersey <laughs> looks like garbage. And I'm like, the whole league has said this jersey looks awesome. And you have yeah. said it too. And all of a sudden, just because we're gonna wear it a little bit more, it's awful. I yeah. don't like I said, my my one thing was I'm trying to figure out are these the people that are that were so against change that when we went from the whalers to Carolina, that they were like, Oh no, we're no longer the whalers, da, da, da. That's what it feels like. And I'm like, guys, it is a jersey that we've already been wearing and we just are gonna wear it a little bit more. Yep. What is the big deal? It looks mm-hmm. great. I love it.
3: I yeah. <laughs> so, I know I know what the big deal is. It's the okay. Only- <laughs> it's- Outsider's
2: perspective. Let's go. <laughs>
3: It's, it's the off season and nobody has anything to talk about
2: this. Yeah. So this was the point that I was yeah. trying to make, too. It's like we're, we're at that point at of the off season. Like we're the, the Avs just posted something today. They were like 49 days away from opening night. And I was it, like, we're so close to the beginning of the season, but we're still that much or that far away to the point where people like freak out because they're in like withdrawal.
3: And I think like. I made this valid point to um, my, my co-host. I said, this is the deadest month for hockey.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, all yeah. pods, not just Flyers pods, not just Canes pods, not just Avs pods, all hockey podcasts, even mm. AHL podcasts are struggling to find things to talk about right now. Because yeah. it is the deadest mm-hmm.
2: month. Oh yeah, so, absolutely.
3: Now, I know. I know for us, In Philly, I don't know when you guys start your training camp in Carolina. I know we start, I believe,
2: September 9th? Around that time, honestly, sounds pretty right.
3: They start, like, the physical portion of it. I know on ice, like, training camp starts, like, like, towards the end of September. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we've had some guys practicing and kind of playing around, but we haven't started yet. So I think probably around the beginning, the middle of
5: September is when ours also starts.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, because um, the first preseason game is September 27th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: ours is the... twenty second, 23rd? I don't know.
2: <laughs> come on, Sam, you should know this.
3: Um, But you no, know, like, when I saw um, when I was at the Checking for Charity event where a lot of pro players come to, um, like I saw Johnny Gaudreau, uh, TDA was there, like, these guys are here. Like mm-hmm. I, I know personally, from for my demographic, a lot of my players are already here.
4: Yeah, I think because they've been throwing this in my face the last night. Nino is still—he was out of the country with Aho, and they were taking a tour around the Swiss Alps. So I think they're still finishing up some trips, and then but I think they're coming back. Like I think Pesci just did um, some kids camp, so I think they're starting to wrap up and do their last couple of things before they get in for their workouts. And start getting back into it. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't think we have anything else to talk about. And I think that's why. This jersey thing went so. Out. Wow.
6: I
5: don't um, <laughs> my two cents on the whole. Black jersey take is. I'm excited. I love it. Um, I think there's too much red. Sometimes in the NHL. That's fair, um, so yeah. I love that we have another color. That we're going to primarily use well they talked um, well, they talked about like they're like it's hard to see on broad the black's hard to see on
4: broadcast and i'm like i'm sorry have you seen our red and white jerseys when we play the white and red detroit red wings
6: i, yeah. awful. No, I don't know
4: who's who in those games Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's not enough color and i'm like okay so what do you think about like the neon dallas ones like i need to know like they complain about whichever one you give them so mm-hmm. and i think honestly i like I like all the black. I think the, the numbers normally pop on them. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm
5: glad that our alternate Jersey is a completely different color. I mean, if you look at Calgary's, their alternate is also red.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: (laughs) It's just red and yellow instead of red and black. Yeah. So like, Uh, I'm glad that we have another separate color. Um, I love the redesign that they did a few years ago. Um, My first. Kane's jersey as like an adult or like an older human that's not like a kid's jersey was a black jersey. Um mm-hmm. And it's completely different from cats. I went and got it. Um, oh yeah, it, the, the older logo, logo. Yeah. The old logo. So it is just one flag with the triangle. Which and- is technically
4: not like someone pointed that out. They like the one. And it's technically if you know storm warnings, it's not right. It's not a hurricane flag. That yeah. is,
5: like, what, a
2: tropical storm? It's a tropical warning, yeah. It's not
5: a tropical storm anymore, people. We are full-on hurricane.
2: <laughs> right. When, when you have threat.
5: hurricane warnings here in North Carolina, the double flag goes up.
2: You could have argued that, like, six, seven
5: years ago, but yeah. right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love the redesign of the New Jersey and the subtle details that they have. Because, Kat, oh, yeah. don't they have the um, North Carolina flag on the shoulder? yeah so they have the the circular
4: logo on one shoulder and the other one is the North Carolina flag yeah right so, Which is- like, i and- I don't know i people were like it's just they have subtle things, and I'm like, honestly, less is more on a jersey, yeah. Because 'cause we're already concerned that let brands are gonna start putting their logos on the jersey. they're already putting mm-hmm. them on the helmets, and i'm like i'm i I love watching soccer, I don't like all the brands on it, so I less. Know. Is more of me, and honestly, from someone that's closet is mostly black things. I love simple black. Yeah,
2: (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I will say the one thing I think is missing from our black jerseys is that flag stripe down at the bottom because I really like that the red jerseys that I I like that the red jerseys have that, and I think the blacks. If you look at yours, Jules, does it have that little flag stripe on the bottom?
4: Is it it?
5: Does.
2: The yeah, so yeah. they used to have that and they don't anymore. They did away with it. And I personally really, really loved that.
5: Yeah. And it's got both of the um the circular logos on the shoulder which, instead of the flag. Which okay,
4: so I know for our outdoor for our stadium series. So I know our logo or design has been shown. Has it have we shown the color of our jerseys yet?
5: No. Mm-mm. So
4: Everyone's going to freak out about that cat. Yeah, just hold on. <laughs> We're going to freak yeah. out about it. Taking away the red to make that
2: one more special. Like, yeah. why, why? I don't know. Maybe, I I honestly, I hope that's the reason. But, it, like, honestly, it's one of those things, too. Like, every fan base finds something to complain about in regards to their special game jerseys. Like, you look at uh, Nashville. Some Nashville, Nashville fans really, really liked their outdoor game jerseys I personally was not a fan of them I see them and I think of Smashburger yes and (laughs) yes (laughs) like that's what I think of and it's just like I I don't know I just I wasn't a huge fan of it 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 was just too much and I expect too much from Vegas I don't expect all that done up nonsense from Nashville and
4: Nashville is like a southern Vegas at times. I guess, yeah. This see was that was is a simple team. jersey. This was but see, team to team. me that logo doesn't pop as much as I think it would. Right. Yeah. But like I'm that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And so it, it's one of those things too. I mean, are we're gonna find something to complain about. Everything results,
6: trust it's, me. <laughs> I know that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Which so also, it, like it, it's gonna happen.
4: Speaking of jerseys isn't adidas no longer doing them have we figured out who the new brand is That's yeah
3: is. i don't know who the new brand is i thought CCM so
4: i saw i saw mock ups of people saying we those were hoping brands would look like
2: <laughs> so i saw something in saying fanatics was going to become huge so and i'm personally not a fan of it
4: I've gotten so. things from fanatics. I mean, just
3: sometimes hearing just hearing the about theater. fanatics makes my back hurt worse.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just it, like I'm personally not a huge fan of fanatics, just because like it, I I don't know. I'm more of an authentic person. I want something that's done like really really well and that's it, like it, it's really sturdy condition. Because the know. first jersey that I ever had. I want to say it was a Fanatics brand, though I could be wrong. My dad could tell you all about it. Um, But I got the numbers put on at the arena and they started falling off a few months after getting them put on. And I feel like that's the exact same quality that Fanatics kind of brings to it. Like everything but the logo on the front is glued on. Like the logo on the front is sewn in like the name patch, like the piece of fabric that the letters are glued onto on the back um is stitched on but the letters are glued on the numbers are glued on like it's just so it, it, it's cheaply done which yeah, I guess they, they are cheaper fanatics, jerseys they're cheaper alternatives they're so cheaper things yeah yeah so I mean it makes sense but if it like I did see a rumor that fanatics was going to become that new sponsor and I or that new jersey or production company whatever and I was it like I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth
4: so, so we
3: just honestly, so just get my jersey's custom made by
4: my we, sponsor. So we just have a bunch of changes coming. It sounds like because we have yeah. the new home jerseys will be black. Um, new brand for the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a new name for our yeah. building.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, yeah, which is who did we, who bought Lenovo.
2: it?
5: Lenovo, Lenovo. Lenovo has been un-
2: unofficially announced.
5: Gross.
4: It's, i um, wanted
5: it yeah, so epic. bad to be epic epic arena would be
3: awesome i know it'd be that would be so arena. cool like, sounds so cool i'm just happy it's not pnc anymore because they keep screwing with my bank account and I'm not-
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> well and it could always be worse we could be the crypto.com like i don't want so a website to be the name of my arena so i mean it just sounds
2: tacky to me like i don't know yeah. It's so um, I mean, so I, I grew up
5: with it being yeah. the RBC center and I Same. just got adjusted to calling it PNC arena. So I'm just super not thrilled to have to learn to call it something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, I, I, I feel
2: like that's how all arenas are though too. Cause I got so used when I moved here calling ball arena, the Pepsi center. Yeah. And it took me a little while to start kind of getting in under my head or under my belt, whatever that it is called ball. And honestly, it sounds it, it's a it rolls off the tongue a little bit better than Pepsi Center, but it, like it's less syllables, I guess. But when you're
4: but, used to something, something right. sounds exactly, different, which exactly. I can understand. That's honestly that's my one thing with the new jerseys is I'm like, we don't have it's not technically new jerseys. You're just putting one more in. So I'm like, you guys, this isn't even something fully new. Like yeah. it's not like this is brand new to you. You've seen them before. It's
2: the big question mark now though the big question mark now though is what's going to be replacing our uh places alternate alternate jerseys because there's been a lot of speculation about that one big thing I've seen that I know I've heard rumors from kind of people on the inside that the abs are doing is they're going to be adopting their reverse retros as their alternates so I almost wonder if that's what a lot of other teams including us in the NHL are going to be doing too once they yeah. drop
4: I've heard, yeah, and I heard our reverse ret- retros, like we have our Whalers jersey, but I heard mm-hmm. our reverse retro. saying that is very difficult right now. And maybe it's also the wine, but <laughs>
2: ret- retros. Oh my God.
4: <laughs> the retros, I've heard aren't aren't going to be as strong of whalers as like we initially, because we already have our wh- whalers jerseys yeah
2: i i've heard that it's gonna be like the logo like we're still gonna have the whalers logo but it's gonna be more done in carolina hurricanes fashion
4: which is i i agree with because i i do i love that we play we pay homage to the whalers mm-hmm. I love that. and i yeah. but i did see someone saying we should wear the whalers more and i'm like we're not the whalers anymore mm-hmm. like say hey this is where we came from
2: Connecticut and people from Connecticut will be the first to tell you that too is the Whalers don't exist anymore stop your connection to us like they hate it
4: yeah like I'm I'm all for like yeah pay your respects but that's Mm -hmm. that's not who we are anymore so that shouldn't be our whole brand and like to be fair that's one thing I've always like I liked our Whalers jerseys but when everyone got the really cool retro ones and ours were always kind of played up as Whalers ones I was like I I'd want to see more of a different kind of retro Carolina one.
2: And the thing that I really like too is I like that we seemingly are very connected to our past. Like there are not a lot of other teams in the NHL who will proudly say and like be connected. Like Winnipeg Jets, they moved and relocated from Atlanta. They were the thrashers. Yeah, you don't at one point. see them
5: honoring Atlanta. Right. You don't, don't see
2: <laughs> the and thrash- them doing anything with the thrashers. And so there are not a lot of teams that really do that kind of thing for their past teens except for us I feel like we are the at least and this may be biased too this may just be me looking through a very small microscope at my team but I don't see a lot of other teams doing as much as we do to pay respect to the art past.
4: I feel like we do extra I appreciate that we do and I feel like we do because in me discussing it with some people who have had
0: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this, but with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades, find new roads. Chevrolet.
4: Their original 16, whatever. Like the the people that are like, we've been around for, for forever. They seem to, they don't like to admit, like, we have technically, the Carolina Hurricanes, we're the way like, like they don't they like to blur out that past for us mm-hmm. and and so i think we also like to be like nope we were around as well yeah that's not us anymore so we've like progressed from that but we mm-hmm. like to say hey we did have a past whereas you like to erase our past yeah and we're, we like to say like we're, we're not as brand new as you like to think we are because that's everyone's they're like oh the new teams the new southern teams and it's like mm-hmm we're not the babies anymore that you think we no,
2: are. <laughs> no, because we uh, we came to North Carolina in '97. We're celebrating our 25 year anniversary coming up here. I uh, heard there's going to be a new jersey for that too, which is yeah, going to be so really I've cool read. to see what they do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I have so many. Sorry, I can't. I've talked about the jersey so much. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I just,
4: I, it sounded like we. It sounded like someone died when they announced this jersey. So many people were like, "Rest in peace of the red ones." Mm-hmm. And all the guys just opens up more things to do
2: what i thought was really interesting too is barstool barstool sports for north carolina even shouted it out too. they were like Kaniacs probably aren't going to be happy about this one that's where i was i was like again i didn't hear any discourse about it until <laughs> they announced it and i'm like no most caniacs barstool in my opinion is just it brings a lot of toxicity i think i
4: think their brand is wanting to they like to spread Topic. They're becoming
2: like the TMZ of sports.
4: Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, then you see, we're talking about them because yeah. they brought it up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of the role they play.
2: Yeah. So no, definitely. But yeah, no, I mean, I personally am super excited for the fact that we're getting how many new jerseys this year. It's going to be, it, it's really cool. And Kind of seg- a little bit of a segue into our next topic. There is a new guy on the team that we're probably going to be see donning a yeah. lot of jerseys in Paul Stastny. Um, Paul Stastny just recently signed a one year one point five million deal or million dollar deal with the Canes. Um, and something we were talking about a little bit earlier was the young core that the Hurricanes have uh, as a team. I feel like a lot of this offseason has been kind of disrupting that a little bit with Brent Burns being brought on 36 years old Uh, patches. He's the same age as Jordan Stahl. Paul Stastny, I want to say, is 35, 36 as well. Um, Older guys, Jules. Jules. What do, what are our thoughts on this? Do you know a lot about Paul Stastny? What do you kind of um,
5: I don't know a lot about him. Um, I kind of followed him when he played for the Avs. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, then he moved on and went to the Blues and then moved on from them and went to the Jets.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and so, you know, he's been on a couple of different teams. Um, he's been in the playoffs before. Um, I don't think he has won a Stanley Cup yet.
2: Not by, not from what I know.
5: Yeah. um, Like I said, I know he has been in the playoffs. Um, I mean, I feel like with his age and even Burns, um, like bringing in a few more older guys is great. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, we have a super young core still. Mm
4: -hmm. And
5: I feel like bringing in people like Paul, like, burns kind of helps with you know maturing that young core yeah Um, you know you have veteran guys that you're bringing in that have played for so long and have maybe even played longer than some of them like were old enough to be in skates yeah yeah Um, but like, you know, I, I think it's good. Um, not exactly sure where he's going to fit in, what line, um, who he's going to be matched with, but Mm -hmm. even in a locker room presence sense, I feel like it's great. Um, it just adds to kind of the age of the entire group overall. And it's just another person for these younger guys to be like, okay, he's been playing for so so long. Like I can do that too.
6: Mm Mm-hmm. And
5: also, too, like I said, he hasn't – I don't think he's won a Stanley Cup yet, but he brings that playoff experience that, you know, you match him with somebody like Jarvis who in his first year has one playoff under his belt but absolutely has no idea actually, you know – The experience of it all
2: like he doesn't have that veteran presence about him the way that exactly does and so i do have a bunch of his stats pulled up so in his entire career he has played a total of 103 postseason games in his entire career and he entered the league in uh 2006 so 103 games in that long of a time span isn't all that much if you think about it, but it's still a pretty good amount to know how playoffs work, the ins and outs of it, what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do, how different of a game it is compared to regular season, as we pretty recently saw in that timeframe, he had 26 goals, 43 assists, uh, plus minus of two. Um, So he like, he knows a lot about how playoffs work. And so And coming off this past season, too, kind of getting out of that playoff scene this past season, he's coming off of 45 total points for the season. That's not bad. He's a 20 goal scorer, which is not that top high goal scorer, like that natural goal scorer that we kind of got in patches. But it's still somebody who's kind of on par with guys on our team, like Aho, like Svech, like Kat's not going to like me for bringing him up, but like Nina Ryder was. And so it's one it's of those just, things
4: it's a sore subject. I love talking about him, but today especially, this man has been out to get me. <laughs> all these pictures the Preds posted pictures/ traps. straps. Yep. Like they know. Yeah. But, but he's good um, staffing is really good at face offs too. like yeah. he's, he's kind of a he's kind of a medium to high player. like he's not like your superstar,
3: but no. he's not gonna hurt you. He's not flashy. No. Right. And that's it. He's not there.
2: Right. And it's one of those things, like a lot of people that I talk to who aren't like primary Canes fans like to bring this up a lot is we're not a flashy team. No, they're really, really really good at those greasy, like get dirty kind of goals. Like we see maybe one or two highlight real goals every season. Mm -hmm. Um, And And so it's one of those things too. Like, it almost makes you think with Paul Stasney coming off of uh, Winnipeg to join us, um, what does that kind of do and playing under Rod Brenamore's system do for his points totals, his goal totals, and potentially either bringing those up or down? Like how does Paul a Paul or Winnipeg Paul Sasney differ from a Carolina Paul Stasney?
5: Right, which is a good point because you know, when you have a player, this is any player, but when you have a player and you can move him to another team, um, and just see who he's playing with changes mm-hmm. everything within that oh, yeah. player. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm not exactly sure who he was on a line with back in Winnipeg, but you know, you throw him on a line with honestly any of our guys,
6: mm-hmm.
5: you know, there's potential for him to rack up a lot of points, yeah. Honestly, the only
4: guy that I've seen that we've done that with, and to be fair, it was kind of towards the end of the season, so he gets a little grace with that. But the only one that didn't really thrive, except for one game, was Don'key. Honestly, mm-hmm. everyone else, like, you know, we like to say that we were the we're the second New York Rangers because yeah. we've got all of them, all their goals. We've got Boss, we've got Shea. And honestly, but they've all thrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like, you know, Boss isn't a flashy player. But he's on the line that grinds, and maybe that's where Sassy fits—is that he's on a grinding line? Um, I am a little curious because he's a center, so I don't know where we're going to put him. Because I feel like we have a lot of centers, and what we just lost in patches was a winger. So
6: So
2: I have Daily Faceoff pulled off or pulled up, and this is a uh, site that Zach likes to use a lot, and kind of looking at new guys and where they might be placed on a team. I personally don't always agree huh <laughs> we'll back in this way <laughs> yes exactly i personally don't always agree with what daily face-off puts up and a lot of times when we do bring up the daily face-off lineups uh we tend to analyze them a lot so this is with uh, updated with paul stastny this is what it looks like first line uh turbo uh aho and Jarvis. second line svech stastny nichist Third line: Foss, Stahl, and Kasha. Fourth line: Martin, Kokaniemi, and Peterson.
3: What does defense look like? Who? Defense. Wait,
2: it, who on the fourth line? Peterson. Lane Peterson. He, we got him in the trade with. Uh, I want to say. We didn't
4: know anything about.
2: <laughs> yeah. So did he come from San Jose with Burns, or was that? With he come the, with Vegas? Was that Vegas or okay? Yeah, I think he I, had a he came
3: with Cough, Coughlin.
2: Did he come with Coughlin? Because I knew Coughlin came. Well, but
3: but
4: the, okay, sorry. That's the one thing I do disagree with. That is, I would say first of all, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, no. I mean, obviously, they're not factoring in us bringing Drury or any of them. Yeah. yeah I, I would say I would factor in Drury, which is also he's also a center. So there we go. But he has played wing, so yeah. I can see him being more flexible coming up. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I don't know if I catch you off, but I oh. I would say they probably want KK on that second line.
2: And that's not- the big thing I was going to pull I up. I think too. he
4: would be fourth line, and he yeah. can be his veteran fourth line self.
2: And but- it's something that I've seen a lot of people pull up too in saying that, yeah, we paid KK that giant deal, that eight-year, 4.5 mil deal, uh, whatever it was, uh, so he could play second line minutes. But I see a few Canes fans just on social media, whatever, saying – what has he done to earn a second c a 2c spot like what it doesn't he have to earn that spot I'm what sure.
4: is what is nature's i mean besides his first, like going off last season and I know we talk about it a lot. What is Natius I know we don't like to put Natius in the third or fourth lines, mm-hmm. but what has he done to earn first or second? And that's the thing with right. Rod is that he mixes up the lines so much. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably want to put KK up there, but if yeah. he's still struggling or still wanting to adapt, you've got Sassy that can go up there. Yeah, but I can see him probably trying to be more on the probably not third because Rod doesn't like to touch his third line. Mm-mm. But we don't know if it's going to be him or Kasha down there. It's you know right. it's gonna be solid, You just don't know, mm-hmm. who's gonna be, you know. Right. Um. But I could see him probably filtering in more on that fourth line. And I, sorry, I know we talked about. You guys mentioned the veteran presence that we've brought. I think that's we're also filling for the defensemen that were our veterans that we had last year, that we have lost, and mm-hmm. Cole. Yeah. Them, them moving on, we did lose some veterans in that. Yeah. So now we have gained more, some that will stay a lot around longer, like Burns. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it's good that they're not, we still have our, none of the veterans are really threatening to our younger guys that are are like Svech, Ajo, Turbo. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not a threat to them. They're there to kind of not only give them guidance in the locker room and just the veteran presence of like, I've been here before, but also just probably a steady presence on the eyes of I'm consistently this. I might not score all these goals, but I will help fill in, and I will help cover you if you have an off night.
6: Mm-hmm. Or
4: I'm here just to work hard so that you're not just busting your butt and I'm not I'm slacking. And right. that's what you'll get with veterans. Veterans will be there, and they'll be like, I'm going to work 100%. Because you're never going to say Stahl isn't working. That right. he was on the biggest drought of the in, this season. He was on a huge drought to the point where people mm-hmm. were like, should he be our captain? Which was that might be the worst take I've seen, <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, but and
4: then he broke it. But you're like, that man is busting his butt. And you know, it's all behind the scenes and on the bench. Like it's not just on the ice.
2: Concert. And it comes to kind of getting back to that whole like doubt in Jordan stall too. And I know I've mentioned this before on the pod too, is it even came to a point where a reporter sat there and asked him, there is not production from you lately. What, what, what makes you confident in that you're leading this team properly? And he's just kind of like, as long as we are scoring goals and we are doing what we, our guys need to do, I know I am doing my part as a captain. A captain doesn't always need to be a flashy uh, Austin Matthews, uh, Steven Stamkos, Gabe Landeskog kind of player like as long as your player is being a leader and you are doing what you need to do and helping lead your guys and helping your guys, the guys that you're captaining or whatever, the guys that are underneath you doing helping them be the best that they can be. You were doing all that you need to do.
4: It's the, it's the accountability and the selflessness that makes you a good captain. But of course, like, you know, the media that they don't like that because they're like, he's not scoring all these goals. He's kind of Mm -hmm. like, that's the role of a captain. It's like, that's not why you select a captain. If you're gonna no. select someone that's a top goal scorer, you're gonna pick some of these guys that have no reason to run a team, except for mm-hmm. they can score goals. And that might not account for anything in leadership. They're just really good with a puck
6: and a
3: stick.
2: Yeah. So right. yeah. I Sam, agree. what were you saying?
3: Um I think I've said it before on here, but you know, I heard somebody say and compliment Carolina on another podcast and say there's not one superstar on the team. Mm-mm. It's a superstar team. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And this is something that a lot of people that, you know.
3: Sorry, Bailey. And that that's no. coming from somebody from a Philadelphia podcast. Yeah. Saying <laughs> <that>. <laughs> we love to hear that, considering
4: going into the playoffs last year, that everyone was like, they don't really have that star power. And you're like, no. Okay. But what if that star power doesn't show up for one game? We're no. fine. But, and mean, then you got to, you Not going to bring that. up the Bruin, the Rangers, and their storm. Out. <laughs> that was a whole team drought. That wasn't just one person,
0: right? <laughs> With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.
3: And you got to think about it. It's not just about the name that's on the back because you can have someone like Svechnikov. Wow, Bailey, I got it right. Yes. <laughs> You can have someone like Svechnikov, you can have someone like Natchez, you can have someone like Patches, but it's the logo that's on the front.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
4: 100%. I mean, look at the, sorry, look at the Oilers. You have big right. names in the back and they can't get forward mm-hmm. because True. if that person gets shut
5: down, what's going to happen?
4: Yeah. Team Kind of going back
5: <laughs> on something that I think both you, Bailey and Kat have said, though. Um, and bringing somebody like Paul in, kind of like what Sam just said, we don't have any official superstars, if you would call them that. The whole team is. And that's something that I like, that when they bring guys in, they're kind of under the radar. Like, I would say Paul Spatsy is kind of a big name because he's been around for oh, so yeah. long. But, like, in a production standpoint, when you compare him to, like, I don't know, Crosby or Ovechkin or somebody like that. He's, he's not that level, but I like how we bring in smaller name guys or even kind of bigger names like him and like the team itself thrives
6: Mm -hmm.
5: and, you know, just kind of talking about the lines and stuff. Um, it's kind of like these younger guys like KK or Jarvis or somebody who's like actually on the team and not playing AHL or, you know, both is Rod's going to give them that time and they kind of st- need to step up like the AHL guys of like, Hey, like you want to be the second center. You're going to need to play like the second center. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, talking about people earning it and stuff like that. Um, well, he—you're not going to know how he plays at second line center if he's not playing there like often.
3: And that's exactly the point of preseason and preseason games and these rookie games—is to see rookie games, especially see how these kids play. The preseason games—they throw the kids into preseason games to see where they are. If these yeah. kids—if these kids make it to like the first or second preseason game. And then they don't make it to the third. They're a late cut. And they get sent to the AHL.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's it'll be interesting to see where he fits in. But, you know, also, too, like, how he thrives here. Because Mm -hmm. there are players who have gone on from the Canes to go other places who were okay or even good here, but they're even better away. Oh, yeah. I mean, sorry, Jeff Skinner, I love you, but, like, him going from playing here in Carolina and the Calibero players that we have to Buffalo, you thought he was going to drive with Eichel, and Eichel's not there anymore.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, and then bringing back to my beloved Lindholm, he did well here. He was good. But you then place him on a line with Goudreau and Monaghan, and he has one of the best seasons of his career. Yeah. And so it just – depends on the team dynamic who they play with who you put them with pair them with and mm-hmm. just kind of see where they fit so like you said I could see him on the second line um, I could not see him on the third because Rod doesn't change his third
4: no
5: um, but then with the and then with the fourth I mean honestly it's a steal to get somebody like Paul for less than what we're paying Martin up yeah yeah. Which I think is also key in cap space issues as well.
2: Where Don Waddell's magic comes in handy. Exactly. <laughs> the magic worker. No, I don't know. And it's one of those things too. And I talk with a lot of people about this all the time is that our team is in a, like we've mentioned multiple times, we are, not a team that has one singular superstar we are a superstar team and i think that plays and that says a lot about the versatility and the depth that the canes have versus other people in the league and other teams in the league where you see them run their specific set lines that maybe change once in a blue moon whereas Rob does not run a lineup. He runs lines. He runs, he decides, okay, what lineup is going to be best fit given the team that we are going up against. We know this one team, one line is not changing, but what do the others look like? And so it, it's one of those things too, where you see a lot of scoring depth down all of our lines. You're not like you're seeing our 20 goal scorers and our guys like Ajo Svetch all those guys. But you see a lot of scoring down the lineup, too. Like, we saw a bunch of production in a few of the games that Stepan played. Mm-hmm. Um it, Like, Stepan was a fantastic, what you would call, fourth liner.
3: Speaking, um, speaking of Stepan, uh, Andrew Rinaldi, our friend, um, calls Stepan Stepdaddy. Just like. <laughs> I love
4: it. I love Step... I don't know how you say it. I say Stepan. Stepan. So, and I,
6: yeah,
3: I, whatever. I hate to go off Love topic, it. but like I had a, a mild heart attack when I just came across Twitter and I saw Sebastian Aho, and then I saw Isles next to it. And I was like, oh, that's Sebastian There's
2: Aho. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the Swedish one, I think. I think he's um, Swedish.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was a police report coming out of Sweden that he blew a .03 blood alcohol content, which is .01 over Sweden's legal limit of .02. Get him a beer. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> Our
5: <Ajo laughs> was last in Switzerland, so it's definitely not him.
4: <laughs> no, 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 I was
5: gonna no. say, isn't he in Paris now for the in in Paris? Paris, for model shots? <laughs> oh yeah.
2: No, dude, dude is a freaking model. I swear.
5: I know. I don't I have know. All those
3: pictures, and I was like, hello. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Getting to that part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. But like kind of tying, I, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things. And it, like I said, it, Jules, we kind of touched on it earlier is like, it, it's one of those things. Where does this, in, what system is going to be best for Paul Stastny? Are we going to see a different side of Paul Stastny coming out than we maybe saw him in Colorado in Winnipeg when he played for Vegas in his, small feet of it. Um, it's it, like, it's what are, what exactly are we going to see? Are we going to see him adding to that scoring depth that we are so well known for? Um, is he just going to be kind of a guy on the ice? Like we see, I uh, Jasper is where he, you're not exactly seeing him put up a lot of points, but something I preach a lot to people is every guy on a team has his set role. It may not be for goal scoring. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just to be a pest on the ice. Uh Vincent Trochak was very good at being both. Um, Jacob Slavin. <laughs> not he is goal-scoring. No, no, Jacob Slavin is not a goal-scoring defenseman. He is not an offensive defenseman. You you look to shut down the line and you think Jacob Slavin. Right. Um, and so it, it's it, it's just a matter of what kind of role is Paul Stastny going to play, and I think that's going to play a lot into where Rod is going to mainly place him when it comes to yeah. lines.
4: And I yeah, and we might have step daddy back. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, we well, still I, have to wait to see what that PTO he, he PTO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: so I, I know we have another segment to get to, but I actually have Cap Friendly up regarding Carolina. Um projected cap hit is eighty five point one million. Um there's a lot of other numbers and I don't feel like saying Um projected projected cap space is Zilch. Yep. Um you're, and that's with
2: patches not on LTIR yet.
3: Yeah. So currently um it's two million six hundred sixteen thousand nine hundred seventeen dollars over cap. Yeah. Um roster size is twenty-one of twenty-three. Uh contracts are forty-four out of fifty, and reserve list is seventy-six out of ninety, and there's two injuries. Um, your forwards take up forty-three point eight million dollars. The defense takes up twenty three point five million dollars, goalies take up six point five between Anderson and Ranta. Mm-hmm. And IR, which um Patches and Gar- Gardner are on, take up eleven million. Our defense is a freaking steal.
1: Mm-hmm. we just yeah.
4: read that our injured and are like our almost what our defense are. They are a steal. The fact that yeah. we have Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci for this price
2: point is in We're going to have to worry about re-signing in a few um, years. Later. Terrified.
4: You can't let him go. Like You have to pay anything.
6: Mm-hmm. But I, just,
4: I Also, I'm praying that and I pray, I mean, I say this for every guy and I know, I know it's their job. So, you know, as much as I look for promotions, my own job and want more money and raises everything, I'm always like, please let the culture win out. Please, yep. a little bit less, <laughs> especially because it's not that expensive to live in Raleigh. It's fine.
2: <laughs> it's, it's growing, but it's.
3: Um, I, just price make, point? I just want to make this point that I'm looking on Cap Friendly. They already have Jalen Chatfield penciled in mm-hmm. for defense.
2: Yep. So, yeah. Which even, is very exciting to me, but I'm it's not one even of
3: those my things. demographic
4: because I'm scared.
2: But they don't. But
4: they don't have jewelry. They just have Chatfield.
2: They, they just, just have, have Chatfield that. pull up. But it's one of those things too. Even taking Chatfield out of the equation, we have a lot of depth, especially yeah. on our uh, right wing, which is where we were kind of struggling after the idea of what was going to happen to Tony D'Angelo, and now that we're this far into the off season, which by the way, Tony D'Angelo and Sam are now besties, so we have to put a little respect on his name just to oh respect God. Sam. I saw
4: him my TikTok, and I was like, "It's at least it's not the most disrespectful one."
3: <laughs> when I showed him, he he started cracking up. He found it so funny.
4: Well, funny. Really you showed him a TikTok of
5: cats? Yeah.
4: So it's the one. It's the one where it has him like not like.
2: Doing, doing,
4: oh, oh, yeah. Like coming, and the, like Philly fans are like, or uh, yeah, and they're like freaking out. So I'm like, Well, to be fair, it's like it can yeah. be taken in a good way. Um, but I was like, There could be worse. So like, yeah, she saw it, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like, I put this out there for like everyone to see, and I'm still embarrassed.
3: Well, that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, so I- my sorry, Bailey, my, my Philly friends found it hilarious. They're like <laughs> some of them don't even like the guy and they're like, that's hilarious.
4: Yeah. So, that's what I, I go for. I yes. want to appease people. It's funny when I get comments when obviously I'm talking about something with the canes and I'll have people comment and they're like, You don't know the pain of the da da team. And I'm like, Oh, trust me, that's why I made this. I understand it's universal. <laughs>
2: bringing light in a sea of dark. Yes. Right. I don't know. But like, like it's one of those things like we had so much space to fill and now we have too much that we are like it's almost too much to kind so of for so yeah. mm
4: mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. And it, it's it's one of those things like how are we as fans who have no idea what's going through the heads of people officially taking care of all of this? How is how are we as fans supposed to comprehend and be like okay, what's going to happen with this? Like, who's who exactly is going to slot in? Like, what is their thought process?
5: Right. I mean, I was a little worried, honestly, like losing Trocek, losing Nino. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. who is going to fill that spot? But then Mm -hmm. after looking at our depth and then looking at the few people that we have signed in the offseason, I'm not worried.
2: Yeah. Would
5: it be nice if we had Patches and Nino? Yes.
2: Yes,
4: we're never gonna keep Trotrek because we wouldn't be able to match that. Like we never would, right? Um, but w- when the patches news came out, was when it was like the injury was when it was a little bit of like could have really used meun writer. Um, but honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, like we're we're overstocked, and mm-hmm. so and it's interesting because like we've said like we're overstocked in like centers, but we've used them on the wings, and it's just the way like. It's so interesting because, like, again, we don't know how they're going to use them and how they're comfortable and everything. But that's the the power of Rod. <laughs> He's right. like, oh,
5: um, you wing?
4: "Here you go, let's try it. Oh, you're good at it. We're going to keep you there."
5: <laughs> didn't Statsy play with patches in Vegas?
2: Yeah,
4: they're
5: good friends. They've, I was going to say, I was trying to. I always kind of look at when players come here of like who they played with before and see if they have chemistry there, or even if they know people. So I'm, I thought that he at least knew. Yeah. So they, they've said
4: that they've been, they've talked a lot. So they're good friends. Um, And then it's funny because they're good friends. And then Burns and Patches apparently had some like butting heads on the ice. So now they're yeah. on the same team. So those are interesting connections. Yeah. And I, I don't think we've pulled anyone except – when we did with the Rangers, where we've we've pulled someone where like we laid the guy out like the, the last season before and then he came and joined our team. I don't think we've had any of those kind of Mm-mm. thanks Brady. <laughs> Brady going after Foss. Here you go. And then you're like, well, oh, he was your teammate. It's not just us.
5: <laughs> well I was gonna say I also love hearing the stories of like four or you know Kane's players now talking to players who came just because like hey they put in a good word yeah or like you know you know like brady not necessarily him laying out Foss brought him to the canes but like you know they they already know each other they've already played with each other Mm -hmm. they know how their style of play works with each other so, and then we'll mean, the less yeah. of a learning curve.
2: And that's what makes professional sports so interesting, too, is there's no like set in stone, like, unless you're Vasilevsky or Austin Matthews, like, you know, this guy's going to be on this team for life, kind of thing. Right. Whatever. Well, and so, yeah, we'll
4: it's like they're
2: out on our team. Right. And so, <laughs> it, like, it's one of those things, too. Like, it, it, that's just the versatility of the game. Like, you never know exactly where you're going to end up. Right. And It allows you like it's almost kind of one of those things like if you're say you're at a company and you know somebody from a rival company and you guys butt heads like there's not like a huge chance that you're ever going to work with that person one on one or whatever Uh, with this like there's no I, I feel like there's not a lot of room to hold grudges like uh, mm-hmm. you might, if, like, you personally were sought out by this person on the ice, you'd be like, I'm going to hate that person for life. Like, I feel like there's no room in the game for that kind of thing.
4: Right. No, there's, it's few and far between. The only ones I, I mean, recently. Like, leave it all out, out on, on the ice. Padre and Bennington. That would probably be the last one I could think of.
2: Yep. To be fair. Well, Padre and Blue. Binnington
4: versus
5: be everyone in the league. So. <laughs> yeah. No, cadre and I mean, fans in general. It's not it's not the same as Brady knocking out Foss, but I mean Sebastian did like school Tony in the playoffs. And we wound up getting Tony. Yeah,
4: yeah. So. There's, no, there's. It's rarely you have like bad blood transfer over for different things. You have rarely, unless things. you're Tom Wilson.
2: Yeah.
4: Or <laughs> um, what's his name? Who's our Who's our bad boy that we love to hate? I can't think of his name right now. My dad loves Holla. Wow, uh, love oh, oh, brother. brother. Yeah. I, I To be fair, though, it sounds like he has bad blood with a lot of people. So normally the people that have bad blood are just they don't get along with a lot of people, which is yeah. what you know, we thought we thought TA was going to be. Yeah. Um, but surprisingly on our team, I don't think he had any beef with anyone. So no.
5: no. And it's one of those long things, long too. I
2: feel like especially with the situation he was kind of coming out of, like he was really trying to kind of rebrand for himself and create that kind of environment around himself where he wasn't known for this kind of thing and he wants people to get to, and his teammates to get to know him as a person that he, that he is in a new environment and kind yeah. of create that like new start, that fresh sleep for himself.
4: Yeah. yeah. And it was, I feel like it would take a lot to, you already have his teammates on the team that have been with him before that he didn't have bad blood with. And I feel like it takes a lot. I think like it would take a lot to rub any of our guys the wrong way. Yeah. Not, I don't see any of them really not getting along with anyone. So if that had happened, where there was rumors of discourse or anything, I think that would have been a clear sign.
5: But oh, yeah, it worked out
4: for yeah. the time it did.
5: Um, I mean, not that this speaks to anything of him or whatever, but after a lot of the playoff games, he would stop for kids, mm-hmm. like autograph, take pictures, like very personable, very friendly. At least, I, I don't want to say in the public eye, but in the public eye. And I feel like he did what he needed to do for us this past season. And I honestly wish him well in Philly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's not.
3: He's at home in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I feel like the the people that don't hate him already in Philly coming from his past, because a lot of people don't like his past. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I'm not really seeing too many people that are hating on him in Philly. Like he's kind of at home and he fits in here yeah mm-hmm.
4: i think i think people are worried about his um his relationship how he's going to do with the coach yeah that's yeah. <laughs> what people Listen, were worried i'm about. worried how that whole team is gonna do that.
6: <laughs> i'm not worried about
4: tony d'angelo <laughs> <laughs> they're like you know them gonna be butting heads and stuff
3: um honestly I, I'm so excited. Sorry, Kat. I'm so excited to just see torts have a vein just pop out of the side
6: <laughs> of the neck. Yes. <laughs>
4: yeah. Between that and when Rod just chews his gum. so Yeah. Well. Oh
6: yeah.
5: So,
4: yeah. I mean, the, I mean, we can close up the TA talk, but uh, honestly I, the guy, he's just really passionate about his sport. I know he's, he's probably done some things and he's had his, his, Conflicts. He said some things, things like that. But like, I personally think we all make mistakes, and I think we're all on like learning, and like Mm -hmm. we've all been taught differently as well. Like coming up, like we have generations before us. It's how we're raised, it's the environment we're around, and so I think it was a combination of just he's really passionate about his sport and gets really into the game. Which, to be fair, when I played soccer, I was very like I had girls we would be super friends, like we became friends off the field. On the field, they were like, We didn't think you were nice because you were so into the game. Yeah. And so I'm like, Just giving him a chance to kind of learn and grow. Like, I don't like that the ruling out people and I don't like judging players based on one interaction and one thing they do because we don't know them. We just know how they play and what we see there, their few interviews, and then something the media will take and just go with, but we don't mm-hmm. know the context for things we don't know all the other stuff leading up to it and if it was a mistake that's fine you know make them own up to it and then let them go like let them mo- let them move on let them learn because you would like right. if you were in the The only difference is they have all these people's eyes on them whereas if you aren't in their shoes you can make that mistake and no one's going to call you out on it Except people around you and no one's going to know
3: and my, right. my thing is, is we've all been 18 at one point we all made stupid decisions. We all said stupid things. Look, I'm about to be 34 in like less than three weeks, and I say and do stupid things. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, and it's all mean, about growing and learning. I mean, all of us <laughs> white I mean, girls are here we- right now. <laughs> we can talk hockey all we want, but like we don't have like it's just you don't know everything about everyone. You don't know someone else's shoes until you've right. Learned. So but then
5: here's here's my thing, too. Um, I'm watching hockey to, you know, it, to take my mind off of things in real life. OK, I right. watch for the entertainment. I love my team. And if you play for my team, therefore, I love you. I don't care what mm-hmm. you're doing off the ice. I care what you're doing yeah. on the ice and the success of the team and winning the Stanley Cup. That's you know, if and if you're if you contribute to that, then. Right. It's also I to the it.
2: point, too, where I feel like that really dehumanizes players in our okay. eyes, though, too. And it's it, it's almost interesting to me because I guess I look at it from a, diff, a bit of a different lens where, like, yes, I do appreciate the game and I appreciate the players and especially appreciate the players on my team. But it's also one of those things, like, I'm a very empathetic, personable person. Like, I want to know the person behind the uniform. And that's why... I personally was not a huge fan of TDA just because of his past, just because of everything that kind of went on there. But it also kind of gave me a love for other guys too, because you see the uh, kind of almost father figure aspect of Jordan's doll. You see the father aspect of Auntie Ronta and talking about Seth Jarvis and how he contributed to Christmas for his kids <laughs> and whatever. And it like looking at the person behind everything. And so I, I also think it's really important to while looking at it at that enter, as that entertainment aspect and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy's not putting up as many points this season. He sucks, whatever he needs to do better, like not just looking at it from that player aspect, but being able to look behind that and be like, oh, yeah, he is a person, too.
5: Well, I was going to say well, you're absolutely correct. They are people um, I used to work at the arena. Where the canes play, yeah.
1: And so you
2: you she
5: were telling has me 10 too. stories,
1: yes.
2: She,
5: oh, is. I have
1: told Go hit her up.
2: Go <laughs> hit her up. You have an idea, like you want a story about any player. She can probably give it to you.
5: That's absolutely correct. Um, you for know, it, side, side, that. side thing. Um, I've been to many events. Um, as a fan and also working. Um, I interacted with the players. My main job wasn't like. Directly dealing with them, but we did see them when they entered the arena and when they exited. So I will say, the first time I saw Henrik Lundqvist, about three feet from me, I almost passed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you know, as an employee of the arena, like they're, I I was told by a current Hurricanes player, um, they're there to do their job just as much as we are. Their job is just to put on skates and play hockey. And so mm-hmm. it's nice to know that side of thing and like you just said they are people. Um I had coworkers who were deathly afraid to even like look at the players as mm-hmm. they were walking in and wow. I had multiple players tell me they were like just say hey like we're we're here it we're working you're working it's the same thing we're people just yep. don't be afraid to talk to us. Um I am friends with one of them and he even said or like one one day I was working and I was walking when they were walking in. And he was like, oh my gosh, Jules, it's so great to see you. And all my coworkers were like, oh my God, you're, you're talking to him. Like, oh my God, what do we do? And I'm like, it's just, he's my friend. He's a person. Like, I'm just saying, hey, like, you know, and so it's, it's funny too, because they want, and he told me, he was like, can you please just tell everybody to tell us, hey, because <laughs> we're, we're people, um, mm-hmm. when we have bad games, when we have good games, it's good to hear encouragement. You know, so there were times that they lost and I'd look at Aho or Turbo or any of them and be like, hey, I'm sorry you lost, but like great goal or, you know, something like that, just because they're also human too.
2: Yeah, they appreciate that kind of acknowledgement. Yeah. (laughs) Like any human would.
4: Which I feel like I feel like the TA thing has kind of shined a light on that, because as we're saying, like you guys can kind of agree on the same things is while their job is there to be players and play on the ice and you can't discredit, like they have their job to do. So they're going to be put in positions and they're going to be, teams are going to want them because they're good at their job. Mm -hmm. We have, we all have coworkers that outside might might not be great, but they're good at their jobs. Right. Right. But I'm not going to say also, like I, I'm not going to ever say, Hey, I'm going to totally discredit what they do off the ice because obviously my favorite player is Jacob Slavin because of who is also off the ice. Mm-hmm. He's such a role model. And he is such. Oh, yeah. The way he is on the ice and around players. Is how he is off the ice. And no, like, There's nothing bad to say about the guy. Because he is such a good guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to discredit. What people are off the ice. Because that's why I like him as my favorite player as well. I mean I love he plays yeah. defense. But I love his character overall. Yeah. My, my thing I think. What came out with this season. And in general. made Me kind of look at it again and a lot of other people reassess is you can't really separate them, but you also can't hone in on one side or the other
6: mm-hmm.
4: because while they have a job to do, you also have to be like, okay, but you also be accountable for these things. But also you're still a person. So like you still, got, like, I don't know why you're not getting, I don't know about like second chances or anything like but like, I don't see why we're honing in on your mistakes here. Whereas if you're a person just like you and me, not everyone's going to be honing in on those mistakes like you should give them more ch- you should give them chances to grow from them right that well kind of like it. my main thing even though and like i don't even like ta's thing all thing on the ice <laughs> <laughs> i keep saying ta because for times there wasn't any d there there was no no, no. as this
2: lady <laughs> can't help but laugh
6: at that
4: hurt me Yes. My man was hung out to dry multiple times. Everyone's like, look at that goal he scored. I'm like, look at that goal Slavin had to save. <laughs>
2: because. <laughs> yep.
4: So. I mean, and- yeah. An-, an interesting thing. Like you have to account for how they are. It's just, it's just like that celebrity. It's a
2: double-edged sword. Truly. Yeah. Like, oh,
4: you're like, you're a person just. <laughs> yeah. Besties. <laughs> <he's- Yes>, <laughs> Sam is showing her picture <laughs> with TA. And, you know, he might, you know, from what I've heard from people, from i mean you've heard multiple things through media you've heard he's had problems with people from other people that have met him in person and others teammates he's like he's great so i mean just like anyone i think he's not gonna people aren't players aren't gonna get along with some players and they're not gonna be the best in all the time right we're not all gonna be the best all the time just
5: like sam said uh we all make mistakes we were all 18 once i mean absolutely mm-hmm. hold people accountable for their actions and what they do and all that kind of stuff. But also like, who am I to judge you? Because not, I, I don't mean, know you. I, like, I don't know you on a personal level and I've also made mistakes too. So honestly, if people kind of knew my past and my mistakes, then they might judge me the same way they're judging them. Right. Also, I also have this little gem.
6: <laughs> Mr. Oh oh
4: my,
3: my God.
2: Yes.
4: Yeah, between, um, between that them, they have all the cool little stories and pictures and
5: hookups. If you want to see any canes in suits, um, I'll feel free to crop myself out. Uh, but I have points. them over. <laughs> yeah, when they used to do the were they like casino kind of night things, Jules? So it yeah. was casino night, now it's canes bash, but yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Jules has stories from that, and I wish. Again, I wish we were better friends. Then, because I would have been like, "Jules, can I tag with you and just like say hi to these really?" Maybe you're plus
5: one, please. <laughs> um, not gonna lie, it's really fun playing ping pong, ping pong and beating Martin Nietzsche's. T. Um, also, T. Um, my claim to fame that I just tell myself is that. Alexander Ovechkin asked me if I wanted to take a picture with him and I told him no. <laughs> You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I was in the area with the Caps players a few years ago and um, I wanted to meet Andre Barakovsky and, <laughs> uh, and um, DJ Oshie and so i i met tj oshi okay. and kind of ovechkin was kind of going down the line and he got to me and he's like hey and he was like you want to get a picture i was like no thank you <laughs> i would have peed myself oh my god so i kind of regret it because it's a and it would be right. kind of cool to have a picture with him but oh, yeah no, I, no. I literally told the man no thank you that is your that is for you know for any like
4: awkward like break the ice or like hey get to know me this is like fun fact about me I said no to a picture with Ovechkin because he asked me
5: (laughs) (laughs) he asked me and I was like no thank you Um, I'm still sad that I never got to meet Burakovsky but you know it's fine so
3: at the end of the 2021 season like towards the end uh, we were still on zoom uh, for media as press conferences and I got on um, with really. He's actually pegged to to make the lineup this year for the Flyers. Uh, Cam York, I was on, and you know I'm starting to talk, not realizing that I'm on mute. Cam York goes, I think you're on mute. <laughs>
0: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this, but with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades, find new roads, Chevrolet.
3: And I was like, yes, I was. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Let me re-ask that. So oh then I reasked the question. It was fine. Um, and then this past February on, or yeah, fe- February on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, me and my friends went to like a bar across the street from the PPL Center after the game. And players came in, and Cam was one of them. And I asked him, I was like, do you remember like your very first game, your very first interview here in Lehigh? And he's like, yeah, I remember that. It's like you remember the girl that was on mute, and he goes, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i'm not on mute anymore <laughs> that's fantastic no i i wish i had some cool stories about player my and players my one claim to fame is that eric cole's sister was in my house at one time for a new year's eve party but or, i mean there's that and i also have a picture with steven stamkos somewhere because my dad was too chicken to ask him for a picture himself So he was like, let me hide behind my daughter and get a picture with Steven Stamkos. And there was this one like I remember Stamkos was right there because this was when they were still doing like the Storm Squad, Junior Storm Squad at the time. And so I was in like my Hurricanes get up. I had like my Canes tattoo on my cheek. Like I was all decked out. I had my poster. It said, keep the stall door closed, whatever. It was great. Um and so, it, like, Steven Stamkos and a few of the other Lightning players were walking through. And my dad sees him. And he was like, Hey, hold up. Can I get a picture of you with my daughter? And I look up at him and I was like, He plays for the Lightning. My dad was like, Yeah. I was like, I don't like him. <laughs> right in front of Steven Stamkos. <laughs> I don't like him. Why are you walking Right. Exactly. That's exactly what I said to him. My dad was just sitting because this was at the time where, like, I'm only knowing, I only know my canes this is yeah. the only time I like like I don't care about anything else in the NHL I know my voice and that's it um, if you're not in a Canes jersey I don't like you but yeah. and my dad's sitting there like cursing himself like why are you sitting me embarrassing <laughs> and sitting in front of him <laughs> embarrassing I
6: mean, me <laughs> say though.
2: yeah so like I and like I said I was like 10 11 12 at the time so I did get a picture and that picture is buried my dad is still trying to find it to this day but and I yeah.
3: got that picture with Gaudreau that, uh, week and a half ago we went out to the lobby because we thought it was him well I already knew it wasn't him I told my friend Jen I was like look not him let's just go back inside finish watching the last game so I can get to my hotel and go to sleep no less than 30 seconds after coming back in to the one arena I look to my right and I, I slap her on the arm and I'm like
1: Next to us, Look who's next? To us.
3: <laughs> I was so quiet about it, and, and like she was like talking to him, like asking for an autograph, and like I have enough energy to be like, "Can I? Can I have a picture?" And I'm like shaking. Yep. Like, I idolized Johnny Gaudreau. Like,
6: yep. <laughs>
4: I haven't. I haven't. I haven't met any players, and I'm okay. so so calm down. So my my yeah. So my goal is. To, first of all, meet them probably outside like at the end of the game, like when they're leaving and stuff. I do want to do that. See if I can grab one of them and be like, can I have a picture? Because Jules did get me. She got Slavin. She knows Slavin. (laughs) I have a personal connection with Slavin, and I need to utilize it. And she got him to sign um, one of the rally towels for me. But I want to meet them, and honestly a, a, a life goal would not just to meet them, like if they had the the casino or whatever those things are, of course. But honestly, I just want to be out one time and be like at a bar and just be like, look over and be like, oh, look who it is. (laughs) It's (laughs) my friend Slavin. (laughs) Um, Not biggie. Send them a shot. On me. I was
5: going to say, the other claim to fame I have in regards to the hockey world, well, there's two, but one's kind of embarrassing, so I'll just go with one. Um, If you look on... Fetches and Nietzsche's Instagram. There is a picture of me,
4: and I'm looking now <laughs> um,
5: from the last Kane's bash, which it was like whodunit themed, so it was kind of mystery esque. Um, I dressed up as, um, oh my god, what is his name? Oh, Ransom from Knives Out. So pulled a Chris Evans. Um. I wore like the same jacket and scarf and cable knit sweater. Um, but there is a selfie that got taken by the canes photographer of Svetch taking of the three of us, and both of them posted it on Instagram. Okay. okay. Like what was the what was the month or year? <laughs> um hold on, I got it right here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry, I want a picture of Svetch on Santa's lap, so I'm trying to figure out what he's <laughs> <go. laughs>
3: My mom gave me the the warning that dinner is here.
4: Oh, <laughs> also, sorry, we're holding I you up. Instagram more, dude. There you boy.
2: go. Oh my gosh, I've seen that one. I remember that one. That's fantastic.
4: Wait, is <laughs> is the embarrassing story the one I think it is? Is it when you you went out with your mom and her friend?
5: No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassing story was if there are any fans out there from like twenty thirteen to twenty fourteen esque, um this kind of goes in, I guess, to our next segment. If you ever if we want to start that with the Yeah, no, we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, um I'll ent- I'll turn,
5: I'll tell my embarrassing story uh when we get to that point.
2: Okay. Because it's about your person, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So great segue to run into that. So to get kind of towards the end of our episode, uh, something we introduced last episode is our uh, Forgotten cane segment, where we talk about a cane from way back uh, that people may or may not remember. Um, I know the fan base is full of a lot of new fans that may not be familiar with a lot of the older fans. So A lot of times I kind of like to steer towards the guys that were from the past like decade, 15 years or so. But uh, guys like Zach and Brad from the Storm Cellar and maybe some of you guys might be able to go a little further back. Um, My guy. So I'll go ahead and start off with mine. Um, My guy joined the Canes. Let me pull up stats so I know I'm not getting anything right or wrong. He joined the Canes 2012. Um, And he previously joined and started his career with Washington before he came to the Canes and played with us for three years before he was bought out and Montreal snatched him up. I don't know if you guys may know who I'm talking about. Um, this is actually a shout out to one of the listeners of the pod and study, who is a dear friend and like a little brother to me, Noah Farrell, who brought this guy up. And I was like, "He's coming! It don't worry. Like we're gonna bring him up." And I figured, why not bring him on now and just kind of get that out of the way? Um, is Alexander Simon?
5: Yes.
2: So <laughs> yes, and long kind of it, it bring up to that. No, so. In the totality, so first, or the three seasons he was with us, first season he had a total of uh, 44 points, second season total of 42 points, and then third season was a total of 19 points, which I have a feeling, I don't know much about the history and why he was bought out, but he had three years left on his contract when he was bought out by the Canes. So it's very interesting and the the Canadians got him for a steal because I want to say the three years that he had left on his deal, there was about seven million left on his contract. So that's a lot of money and apparently Montreal got it for it, like way less. and I mean, he did not do that well with Montreal. and after that season with Montreal, he retired. but um he had two of his three seasons with the canes were pretty great ones. And so, I mean, in those first two seasons where he had those 44 and 42 point totals, 13 goals the first season, 22 goals the second. So, pretty big. Like, he he, he was a stud back in what we call ye olden dark times, um, or at least part of those dark times. Um, and so, that is my forgotten cane. Sam.
3: Um, Look, I'm going to con- kind of.
2: <laughs> I love it
3: I'm not going to participate in this segment Because I feel like I'm too new
6: No That's not
2: true
4: No We had you participate in the draft you Might as well I don't who's, a guy,
2: who's a guy Who's a guy that know. you Know played for the Canes That kind of first comes off, off your head Who's kind of like a lesser known guy Just go there
3: Oh, Bailey, I don't even know at
4: this point.
2: <laughs> okay, you
4: can you can think, and I can go think on it.
2: Do your research. We have to have you go. You have to. It's okay, a rite okay. of passage now.
3: <laughs> I have my chicken fingers waiting for me. Okay,
4: so my okay. guy isn't that. He's not that old. He was one of our Swedes. Um, we. He was in the trade for Eric, for Vincent Trocek. so overall people would think we won that trade. Okay, but I love this man. He was he was a very much a he's just a hard worker. He would show up when we needed him to, but he just was just a grind player. Like he was a Brenda Moore player, and honestly, those are the ones I love. I love our super our superstars, but I love the guys that just put in one hundred percent whenever they're on the ice. So my guy is Lucas Walmart. Okay. So he actually was a checker. And mm-hmm. then he came to us. And we had him. And I just remember all the times, like, again, he was just consistent. Like, he wasn't our top goal scorer. He wasn't flashy. But he was yeah. consistent. Um, and then we traded him, Hala, and I'm so bad at saying his name, Luce,
2: Luce, 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 Luce Duranen.
4: Luz <laughs> Yes. For Trotrek. And in the end, it looks like we won that trade because Hollow went on, and Walmart um, we traded we traded them to the Florida Panthers. And in the end, Walmart isn't playing in the NHL anymore. He's not mm-hmm. retired. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think it's a shame that he's not because I think he's a very consistent player, and I think he has more ups than some of some than some players that are in the NHL right now. So. Yes. <laughs> Stop showing pictures
2: of you. I
5: I, I'll, I'll get ready to pull up. I was, I was I, about to pull up mine, so I'm, I'm going to. Unless I Photoshop it. I don't. <laughs> Stop it.
2: I was 17 years old when I got that picture at Escape with the Canes event.
4: Yes, but from everyone I've known, like he's everyone that's met him, he's a very nice He's a very good guy. He's very seen- nice.
2: So when I met him, and I didn't have like a big interaction with them, just him, just because there were like a million other people at that event when I was there. Um, from what he's a very like quiet, kind of keep to himself kind of guy. From what I remember, like he he's not super outspoken.
4: He's quite um, a quiet contributor too. Yeah,
2: yeah, and so but that like I feel like that somewhat ties into the play that I remember because. I remember him, the game that I remember most, and I actually saw him in person for this game, was when uh, the first time I saw the Canes come to Colorado, December of 2019. Um, and Lucas, I, I sat in the corner on lower bowl, uh, and Lucas Walmart was right there. And it like that was when nobody scored until like the last like, five, 10 minutes of the game, like third period. And he, I remember him doing a lot to contribute that night too like it, it wasn't it like it was one of those things like he didn't do that well but once we kind of got into the gritty part of that third period like you saw a lot of those guys step up and he was definitely one of those players that stood out to me
4: yeah and watching boss play reminds me a lot of him like yeah I feel like he, they're very similar and yeah to be there, i think a lot of yeah. so, again trochek was a really good pickup for us i yeah. i remember at the time i was like i wish we didn't have to give up wally for that Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't know a lot about Trocheck, and so I was like, I'm so nervous. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, Tro ended up being – it ended up being great. I feel bad because Walmart ended up going to the Panthers, but at the time of this was during COVID. Mm
6: -hmm. So
4: he had struggled with them because of COVID because the season was cut and everything, and then he got sent to the Blackhawks, which I feel just so sorry for him, sent to the (laughs) Blackhawks. But that was also struggling. Like he was struggling to get on a new team during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so then he did. He just didn't get offers to come back. And so he's been playing, um, I think, last time he was over in the KHL.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And I honestly think, I mean, I think he could be back and playing and could be a very solid third or fourth line for a team. Um, but, yeah, I just always remember that he was one of those consistent guys that, like, again, wasn't super flashy, which might have contributed during the COVID times if he weren't super flashy and didn't show, like, why you should be being kept on because yeah. you're, like your season's being cut short. You really need to show up because, hey, we got to figure out what we're going to keep because we're losing money because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was always one that I know all the fans are really excited for. He would score and everyone would go super excited because you knew he put in the work for that. He would mm-hmm. just go up like crazy last minute and be like, oh yeah, he got that tip in and he'd be like, yes. So he's not um, that old of a and I might not. He might not be forgotten for a lot of people because obviously he came with the Trek trade. But I always loved him, and he yeah. was—he is a king that I one. I wish he was still playing in the NHL, and two, I think he could really always love for them to be. It, he couldn't be a king because we have too many people. But
2: right.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I when I see when I see. Pasta, <laughs> I, it reminds me a lot of him.
2: Yeah. And I definitely see where that connection can be drawn to. Them so queens, though. Yep. But <laughs> okay. no, great, great choice. Uh, before we get to you, Sam, you have your pick? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll let you sit on it for a little bit. Jules. Or, yeah, Jules.
5: Okay. Well, um, I went deep in the archives for this one. Okay. Because um, I I- well, And I thought I was going to know which one it was.
2: I feel like you have to lead into your story with this one.
1: purchase necessary where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
5: kat who did you think i was gonna choose i already told you that it was gonna be lindy okay but no <laughs> <laughs> he does play into this story though so my forgotten cane um was is from michigan um, he was drafted 72nd overall by the Canes in 2007. Okay. Um, he played for the Canes. Um, he got called up in the 2009 playoffs. That was his first time in the Canes uniform. Um, then he kind of bounced around the AHL and then they brought him up for good for a while. Um, my Forgotten Cane is Drayson Bowman. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Drayson Bowman. So, um, he played for the Canes um, kind of floating around after 2009 until... Um, I think it's 2013-esque. He wound up playing for the Canes for a while. And then in 2011, I think he kind of fully went down to Charlotte. Um, He played there for a few years. And then after that, um, in 2013, 2014, he uh, did a tryout with uh, Montreal. And he actually signed with Montreal um, in that season. Um, And then after that, um, he was in the ECHL in Colorado and then got loaned back to Charlotte for a while. And um, then he went and played in Dusseldorf, Germany. All
4: right. Um, So what I'm hearing is no one is thriving in Montreal.
5: (laughs) (laughs) If that is what you take from it, then sure. Um. I had the pleasure of meeting him multiple times. Drayson is a great guy, always so nice, personable. Um, but this kind of goes back into my embarrassing story. Um, I had have a really good friend, still do. She's a great friend. Um, who, when Drayson, when he got called up back in the early two thousand tens ish. Um, she fixated on him. He became her favorite player and she would make signs for him every game. Okay. So when my favorite player, Elias Lindholm joined the hurricanes, um, I was a season ticket holder, um, my senior year of high school, which was that year. And, um, I made signs for Elias every single home game. Okay. Um, we would make signs that would fit together like puzzle pieces. Um, we were known as the Canes sign girls around the arena, around games. Okay. Um, even within the team, um, I made a sign for Elias. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it embarrassed him, um, but I made a sign for him. And apparently that night when they got on the plane to go to an away game, um, it was all the team could talk about. Um, I was told this by the hurricanes reporter at the time who took a picture of me with the sign and posted it on Twitter. Okay. Um, and then embarrassing. This is so embarrassing, but I have a picture of me and Elias with the sign, um, and he signed it. So I want to know what the sign said. So we would make signs like for birthdays or for like just who they were playing. So like, um, you know, she would always, my friend, you know, like going duck hunting, um, dethrone the Kings. We would come up with things like that. Um, this sign in particular that I'm talking about, um, it was when Elias went to play in the world juniors that year. Um, and team Sweden got silver so I painted a sign that looked like the Swedish flag and said uh silver in Sweden but gold in my heart
2: I love it that is Um, fantastic
5: yeah so let's see here that's still not the story I'm thinking of (laughs) I'm not telling that story to anybody okay (laughs) Okay, you have to tell it off the pod because that is
2: fantastic. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. I, love picture. I love it. So, so
5: um, art. from that point on, we were the sign girls and everybody on the team, everybody at the arena knew it. And so, um, you know, I I wouldn't have been Elias's sign girl without Drayson. So uh, thank you, Drayson, for beautiful golden, beautiful forgotten cane. Yeah, he Beautiful. played, he, he would always play on a line with uh Derek Jocelyn and uh Anthony Stort, uh, two mm-hmm. other forgotten canes. So, yes.
4: this this is why I tell Jules I want to grow up and be like her. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that cool, I promise. Okay, cool. you really, you really are though. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't care how many stinking TikTok followers I have if I haven't met a single cane like you guys have. <laughs>
5: I mean, I'm. I'm. I, <laughs> see, you just have to. You have to have a connection with some of them, and then they'll remember you when they move on. Um, I have a friend who made a video for me when Elias um, went to New York. Um, he told they recorded a video, and he told me that he couldn't wait to come to Raleigh, and he would see me soon. Um, I have been to Calgary to a Canes versus Flames game, and him and some other players noticed me so i was the only one in the sea of red wearing a blue swedish jersey um but i love it i want to be when i grow up <laughs> just embarrass yourself just embarrass yourself and they'll yes. remember you there you go or just keep yourself on
3: mute when you're on zoom <laughs> or keep yourself on remember, mute. yes listen i tried to embarrass
4: myself for nino and he didn't notice it now he's gone that might also tie into why i'm a little salty mm. <laughs> that's okay that's okay i've learned
2: we last go. but not least sam what'd you come yes, up for with us?
3: sorry guys i'm getting a little hangry so i'm getting a little testy over here um, <laughs> so this guy comes from minnesota he was drafted round two in 2006 63rd overall by the canes um <clears throat> jamie McVeigh. Yes! Ah,
6: Bader!
2: Yes! yes. Beautiful um, pick.
3: He obviously he came to the Canes in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. He played fourteen games and then was sent to the AHL affiliate at the time, Albany River Rats. Horrible name for a team. Just roots, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Um and then he was more of a playmaker than he was a goal scorer. Like I'm just, I'm just looking at his assists. His assists were much higher than his goal number. Oh yeah. Um, Which is, I think it's more important than, than a goal scorer on a team. Mm
2: -hmm. And it goes back into what we were saying earlier about roles on the team. So that was his role. Absolutely.
3: Then he left um, the Canes in at the end of the 12, 13 season and, he retired at the end of the 2018 season with Syracuse Crunch.
2: All Beautiful um, pick.
5: Fun fact about Jamie. He is one of a handful of Canes players who have met their wives from the Storm Squad. Oh. That's
2: so cute. That's adorable, actually. It makes
5: me want to be a part of the Storm Squad. <laughs> I know. The, the useless knowledge that I have on multiple Canes. That's so cute. Uh, yeah, there's a few of them that met their wives on the Storm Squad, and he is one of them.
2: That is adorable.
3: I believe he got married
5: in 2014.
3: I feel like I've aged out of that, but that would have been a cool goal.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yep.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, but thank you guys for coming onto the pod for Ladies Night. Um, I enjoy and treasure all of you. Um, you guys are. A big reason why I love being a Canes fan and I love interacting on hockey Twitter. So thank you guys for being you. Um, before I let you guys go, which I know it's been almost two hours at this point. Um, Sam, <laughs> where can people find you on the socials?
3: <laughs> where can they not find me? Is the question. <laughs> um, I at Samantha Wismer on Twitter. Um, also, I Write for a Flyers Outlook called Flyers Nitty Gritty. And then I also have an AHL show premiering, hopefully, next Thursday.
2: Yes, I'm so excited to check it out, too.
3: Um, It's going to be live, so it's going to be a live podcast. You can view it on Twitter, YouTube, all that. Um, I'm going to be doing it with two gentlemen, one that I met through the fans. His name is Robert Caplet. And the host of the show is Dan Bradley, and it will be um, hosted by Old City Sports Network, which I also cover the Canes and the Wolves for, and I will also be giving them AHL coverage. So, um, yeah. Follow awesome. them too. It's, it's Old City Sports, Old underscore sports on Twitter, but it's OLDE because Philadelphia. <laughs>
2: yeah no that is definitely once that drops um if you like me are looking to get into the ahl world um they are definitely going to be a great resource for you definitely go check them out i have all the faith and cannot wait to see where that podcast goes also
3: i just want to say that i am super proud of the network and um joey demiglio who is the lone host of ice cold takes podcast he got to interview Kevin Weeks after pestering him for 80 days on social media.
2: That is fantastic. <laughs> and
3: he, did, awesome. he did an amazing job. And Kevin is such a wealth of knowledge. Like, I cannot say enough about him. I oh, yeah. It and I was zoned in.
2: <laughs> that is fantastic. I will need to check that out.
3: That's so
4: exciting. Huh. And I know I actually, a lot about AHL, so everyone go check out Sam because I ask her all my AHL
2: questions.
3: <laughs> you won't believe the amount of messages I get a week. Like, what's going on? I'm like... Let me type
2: up my new article. <laughs> no. Uh, Jules, where can everybody find you?
5: Um, Twitter, Jules1653. Um, and then I'm not of a queen of TikTok as Kat is, but... Uh, For the occasional uh, hockey or Canes TikTok slash pop culture, um, it is J-U-L-E-S-S 2809. Um, I used to take photos at hockey games. Um, I'm still trying to think about a place to post those, but as of right now, just Twitter and TikTok.
4: She posts good one too. She's posted some of She's taking pictures of me at Twitter or at hockey games, and they're great. For
5: all your hockey photography needs, contact me <laughs> on
2: Twitter. Yes. And she, she is a great follow to Like I mentioned earlier, if you want any story about probably any former Kane, she's probably got him. Definitely hit her up. I know I will.
5: That is true. <laughs> and I, I'm always liking her tweets. <laughs>
2: Um, and then last but not least, before we get on to just my stuff, Kat, where can everybody find you? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Kaniac
4: Chick. Um, I promise I'm not always just raging about our jerseys. Um,
3: course,
4: I will also, but I I love to talk anything um, hockey there. Um, you guys can DM me, message me, comment. I love talking honestly anything. Um, and then also I'd love to, uh, if you guys follow on TikTok, it's uh, Katergy, so it's K A T E R G Y, and then seventy four for my man Slavo. Um, yeah, I love a follow there. I love to post. It's mostly Kane's things, but every now and then it's a general hockey thing. But honestly, again, I just love talking hockey with everyone. So you
3: know, I gotta say, I followed you, and I still have yet to receive a follow back.
4: for oh. Wait, for Twitter or TikTok? TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll get back on that.
2: <laughs> Called out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. But yeah, if you follow her on Twitter, it's impossible to not enjoy her TikTok content. She is a great follow. Um, in, in, Getting back to uh, podcast up and me, you can find me on Twitter at Bailey Curtis and that's Bailey with two Y's. Um, if you're interested in some more of my kind of personal life where I'm not as avid about hockey, um, you can find me on Instagram at Bailey Lynn Curtis. Um, definitely go follow the pod at the surge cast. We have a link tree in our bio where you can find all of our listening platforms. Definitely go give the podcast a listen. Uh, If you are on YouTube, hello, Uh, definitely hit that subscribe button and that bell button to get notified of our episode drops. I promise it's a lot of fun. We will be soon dropping some YouTube exclusive content. So be on the lookout for that. Um, And then last but not least, our beautiful network, uh, Belly Up Sports. Definitely go follow up Belly Up Sports. Uh, If you're looking for hockey content, hockey content specifically, go give Belly Up Hockey a follow on Twitter. They have uh, content ranging from NHL, AHL, ECHL, World Juniors, uh, college hockey. Any of your hockey desires, you can find it on Belly Up Hockey. But – Until next episode, episode nine, where my co-host will be making his glorious return. Um, I will see you guys next time here.
0: listening to this belly up media production some said we'd go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here